Hello and welcome back to the Figcast Extra episode 22. I mean, this is three in a week, Panda. This is ridiculous, mate. How are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, what a difference a week makes, you know? I mean, last week wasn't doom and gloom, was it? But the the, the mood was a lot uh, different to how it is this week, you know, post the Friday announcement. So uh, a lot changes, doesn't it? It's week to week. It keeps you on your toes. They they had me walking around in Regent's Park and my phone went berserk. And then... What was this Friday? Well, last I mean, week. last Friday, last Friday. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Walking around in the sun and then I just see, oh God. And then I knew at that point that I had a lot to work, a lot of work to do that evening because of what had just, just happened. And you were messaging me, do we go live on air? I was like, what's happened? Oh, Look at the announcement. Was, yeah, fans, fans wanting a podcast extra, extra. It's, um, yeah, I can't believe how many tuned in to the YouTube yeah. uh, live stream. We it's never brilliant. had less than 160 people live for a no. pod. That they and can... considering it's Friday, 8 o'clock, <laughs> you know, it's a bit of an insult they didn't turn into the hot mic comment. <laughs> yeah, I know. Can we? When are we doing that again? Oh, I don't know about that. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm sort of, sort of uh, I'm questioning that. But oh, poten- wow. Potentially, was it? The not, was it the ninth? We Maybe potentially, on? we'll see. We need to we'll confirm. See. I need to talk to his agent because he's uh, yeah, he's he's been promised a lot, and it's uh, it's tough. He's uh, yeah. you know, we'll see. But anyway, what have you been up to this week? Oh, not well. The iPhone and the mountain buggy have all arrived safely <coughs> for those that were worried about it. Yeah, um, I forgot to tell you actually. The reason p- people were asking me why do you need a new iPhone, which is a funny question anyway to ask, but the reason being is because I dropped it and, and cracked the screen. Oh. And then I and then I made a fatal mistake, right? Fig, where I got a guy around, a man in a van, <laughs> turned up and re- sat outside my house and changed the screen for about eighty pounds. And wow. let me tell you, that was a disaster. That was a nightmare move oh, because mate. it didn't have night mode sufficient on it. <laughs> light, light was leaking out the sides of the phone. Oh and my word! Lo- what kind of absolute hatchet job did you get? I know the product, the materials must have been so shit. And um, I could go back to an Apple shop and you know redo the screen, but it just annoyed me, so I ended up buying a new phone. Um, but just shows you though, little lesson there: make sure you go to an Apple authorized store for. Um, replacement parts because basically it ruined my phone so it's you, like a cinema it's like an illumination every time i put it on in the bedroom so you've been telling problem. me about the hatchet job people that i've been speaking to from a dentistry perspective <laughs> that's true and, and then the, the on back, the side yeah. you get a man with a van to pull up yeah and fix yeah, your screen yeah. for no, no less than 80 pounds and it's a terrible job it's a rip-off it's, a, it's an awful job and that's true actually i've been taking you've the, been uh, conned yeah, yep, let's, let's, let's call it what it is. You've been yeah, no, I've been ripped off there. Fleeced. The panda's been fleeced. Oh, I mean, the, 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 I value, the value trader has been... I don't know what the word is. You've been, yeah, you've been, yeah. you've been, you've been done, haven't you? I was desperate, though, because it, I rang up Apple. And, you know, in COVID, you, you have to send it off. There were no Apple stores open. So I was at the mercy of this man in a van. And he had long, <laughs> strangly hair. And, oh, he was a filthy man. And, you know, he just butchered my phone. Oh, man. So, I'm disappointed about that. But anyway, so my new iPhone's here and the mountain buggies arrived. So that's positive. But um, apart from that, yeah, just, just looking for next Thursday. Any news from your end? Any, any events? Um, yeah, I mean, I've had the, the craziest week of my life, actually. I've, uh, I've been made redundant from my job. So um, 
I was going to sound surprised there for the audience, but I kind of thought I can't sell it on that much because I knew this. <laughs> I think if you were if you were surprised there, I would have been like, "Why are you acting surprised?" Yeah, you know? why, why? Why are you being? Uh, <laughs> why are you acting? What? You're acting. Yeah, why are you really acting? Bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, no so I was, yeah, I was essentially made redundant Monday. Uh, well, no, I wasn't made redundant Monday. I was made redundant last Wednesday, but on Monday I posted out into the world that I've, um, you know, I've, I've, I've now, I'm now out of job. And I tell you what, Panda, <laughs> um, I've been re- <laughs> about thirty people have reached out to me asking for you know you know job offers, uh, which is amazing. Um, but people asking for for help with content and and marketing, brand building, whatever it may be. But it was crazy. I've been on phone. I told you I've been on the phone from ten a.m. to ten p.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'm hoping I get a bit of relief. I've actually ordered a standing desk, so my evening I'm not going to be on one call. You've ordered a standing desk. Yeah, I've ordered a standing desk. I've got a tripod, two monitors. I've done it. Oh, mate, if I showed you this, it's... um... There's a lot of lot of cardboard boxes in my room at the moment. But anyway, not going to be on any calls this evening. I'm going to be... Um... I've missed you this week. You've hardly been... I know, been, I know. You've it's hardly been, been available. It's been crazy. So I, I don't know. But I, I expected... Uh, I didn't expect that many people to reach out. So being having from media conversations... Mogul, like, you know, from mogul, media mogul like yourself, I mean, they probably want to put you... Uh, forefront of any new company, uh, any well, podcast company. Well, um, yeah, I think the eventuality is that I'm going to be trying to build my my own company, which uh, should Ooh. should be uh, fun, not yes. not stressful at all, is it? What you no, sorry, no? I saw I saw a clip on Elon Musk talking about that randomly. You know, about you get the first three to six months, which is all fun and games and enjoyable, and then the reality sets in of the stresses because it's a lot of people complain about being employees, but then you talk, to, you listen to entrepreneurs uh, talk about this, and they say that it's far easier to be an employee, turn up between nine and five, do your job, get paid, have your holiday benefits, not worry about private you know, medical, um, all that jazz. Cust- yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, hmm. There we go. There we go. An end of an era for me, but hopefully start of a new journey. We'll are, you see... exci- are you excited about your kind of full-time um, football index and entrepreneurial? Uh, well, I was until Monday afternoon when I started getting on calls with people. Um, oh. And then I was just like, this is this is too much for a mogul, you know? I was, um, <laughs> I was just on the phone so long. I was like, I need to be out there mogling, but I'm on the phone. <laughs> my, ambi- my ambition of hiring you as a PA... <laughs> Sadly, it's flowing out the window, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was actually looking forward to like getting you to like deliver shopping to me. <laughs> you mean get get your pet? Think my think my phone's broken. Can you go? Uh... I was going to kind of get you to book in haircuts for me. <laughs> uh, go get my loke shoes resold. Uh, get my keys cut for. Me. Get you know. I was going to even cancel my. I was even going to cancel my milkman who brings my own loaf and get you to start bringing it at 4 or 5 a.m. But sadly, oh, I would, I would I not do I, that. I would not do no, that for the most... I think you're a touch more successful. The biggest that. salary in the world. Maybe someone out there would. I don't know. Personal manager. If you want to be a personal PA. Personal manager to Panda. You've got yeah. to sell it as a personal manager, though. You? you know what? I probably could sell it. You know, learn the ropes. You know, sit on the shoulder. But also do also all these random things. Yeah, like if I'm sitting on the hammock in my with my fedora on, you've got to bring me a packet of Cadbury's mini rolls and a glass of milk. You know, so there is some mundane tasks to be done. That, that, that's one thing from last episode. We don't have any footnotes from last episode for this one. No, but, we didn't. Um, no. Loads, so much milk chat. You know, a lot of milk chat. And, and do you see Bruno Fernandez? Oh uh, wow, that was one of the weirdest things and, I've ever yeah, seen in my life. Came off and drunk milk. But tell you what is, do you know what marathon runners say that after their not after the marathon, but during their training, what they do is they have a pint of chocolate milk straight after because absolutely the, right. It has the sugar yeah. to replenish yeah. the electrolytes yeah. that you've lost, but it also has the yeah, protein correct. to help your muscles not feel sore in the morning. Yeah, well, 
I put cow's milk with a protein shake and some oats after a workout, or we put it with Nesquik after mm. a long run. I mean, there's some decent runners out there, you know, Chris Barker and um, <laughs> some, well, I know that because I was in a running group with him a long time ago. There's some <laughs> decent runners that chocolate milk, I'm sure they will speak to you about the wonders of cow's milk. But yeah. I've got no issue with almond milk and the other milks. I think people got the wrong end of the stick. I just... Well, you did call them... No, no, no. Hold on. Let's... No, no, no. No, you said that they were water. No, I said they you, were white fluids. I, Don't I, ever come to me and say that they're milk. I, it's not almond milk. It's almond fluid. <laughs> so, so, so you've called it almond milk and said you have no squabbles with almond milk, and then you've said it's not milk. Mm. Well, <laughs> you, you could see how that could be easily portrayed as an agenda be... against nutted milks. That, that's true. Nutted white fluids. <laughs> um, oh, that sounds wrong, doesn't it? Oh, oh dear. Let's let. Let's move on, please. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, I need to plug the Patreon quickly. If you guys uh, haven't joined the Patreon yet or even checked out, then do so. Patreon.com forward slash FL Guide. The webinar we did got really well received. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good. I felt, I mean, I think I, at the end of that, loads of people messaged me like, Fig, I didn't know that you were smarter than Panda. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Listen, I- I'm not going to go on there and give away 10 years of trade secrets. I was there just to kind of chip in and just to be there as your anchor, oh, as your rock. Oh. But yeah, though no, you did do a hell of a job. Yeah. Next month that we've got... Um, phase one. Next month we've got uh, Joel from Index Edge doing a little analytical masterclass. We've got the, the month after. Hang on, got... Joel, Joel's coming on. Yeah. He's doing a webinar. Why has he not told me that? Well, I don't know. All oh, right. No, well, that's going to be brilliant. And then we've got... Um, oh, what do we have? We've got FBI Trader doing a, a media one the month after. Think, he's coming on as well. Oh, you know, it is what it is, mate. Mogul's got I a mogul, hear. you know. Bloody hell. Just yeah. like you don't tell me your trade secrets over the last 10 years, I don't tell you every yeah. mogul move I make. No, you don't, to be fair. No. Right, so, uh, I mean, first thing right. we're going to talk about, the fatal four-way. We've got a back-to-back yeah. fatal four-way here. Yeah, we've got two four-way battles coming up. So why don't you give me the first one? The first one is football-related, footballer-related. The second is team-related. So yeah, go on. Yeah, so we've, got, so we've got a few questions this week, and I've been thinking long and hard about it, and I think people would be interested, and I want to learn your opinions on this. So four sensational English youngsters. Okay, we've got Phil Foden, Mason Greenwood, Callum Hudson-Odoi, and, um, oh, what's Saka's first name? Bakayo. Bakayo, that's it, yeah. Uh, at Arsenal. So Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United, Manchester City. Four English starlets who are hopefully going to lead, you know, the next decade of English football internationally. Mm. Um, I mean, alongside I just, the man. Oh, of course. I mean, <laughs> when, when I do, yeah, I mean, he's kind of in a whole other stratosphere <laughs> at 20, what he's proven. But, you know, these four, I just wanted to kind of, you know, dig, you know, pick your brains really and get your thoughts on these and where... You know, the pricing of them. Have you been impressed? And do, how do we start this? I mean, tell me a little bit about Saka at Arsenal, because he's probably the one I've seen the least of. I mean, phenomenal player. Phenomenal player. Phenomenal talent. Left back, left wing. Where will he settle? Front. I, think he'll, that... he'll, I, think he'll, I think he's got too much attacking firepower to settle as a left back. But right. in the same way that I'm not yet convinced Alfonso Davies will end up as a left back. But mm, with how mm. impressive he's been there and how well impressive both of those guys have been in left back positions, I wonder mm. if because they're so, you know, um, because they're so uh, effective in those positions. And I mean, you know, Saka broke the, the record for the most assists um, 
as a was it as an eighteen year old or teenager in the Premier League or something something like he broke some sort of assist record. Someone can correct me on that. Um, was that this se- what this season? This, this that? season, yeah. Well, because I've got here, he's played just under fifteen hundred minutes, zero goals, four assists in the Premier League. Is that in the Premier? Yeah. yeah. I just I basically got some stats in front of me. And Maybe it was an Arsenal record. record that he broke. Right. Maybe yeah, the stats or I've he was the youngest player League. to to reach X assists since Cesc Fabregas. Or something. Someone can correct me right. out there. Maybe yeah. the, the new man who's joined the Discord, Fi. Perez, you can you can give me the stats if you've got okay. them. But he mm-hmm. he's broken some sort of assist record. I don't exactly know what it is, but um, really impressive, uh, amazing crossing ability. Like his crosses mm. is phenomenal, um, mm. really quick, so strong for his height as well. Um, he's kind of got that low center of gravity. Pretty good with two feet. It's, it's quite um, surprising to see a left-footed player with such a good right foot. Um, and I, I think I had um, someone on the State of Play podcast, uh, and we were talking yeah. about Mason Greenwood. Actually, he was a, he's mm. a coach. Talking about Mason Greenwood, and I was like, "Is is it is it like he's two footed, or he he's worked on his right foot so much that it's yeah, really good? good. Really good question." And I think Saka's pretty good with his right foot. I mean, for those of you who, who are an Arsenal fan, you remember his goal against Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, cuts in, you know, right footed um, outside the area. Great goal and. Left-footed players being good with their right foot is a, is a is an interesting thing, and I think I think he'll he'll end up as a winger, but phenomenal talent. Yeah. And we were talking about it actually on the Discord late last night. I was like, when Gareth Southgate and sits and um, sits and looks at this squad for those next two tournaments, it's not always necessarily the best players that go right. It's the players that are right in the kind of grand scheme of things. So yeah, I, the right I, piece I, of the puzzle that because fit in. because Mason Greenwood. I think he, him and Fode, he, like he's probably likely to go after what we've seen to the to the Euros next summer. But you mm. do have Sterling, Rashford, um, Kane, Tammy, Sancho there, mm. right? That are mm. probably senior in those positions. Whereas at left back, say where Saka could fit in, you've got in the last tournament we took um, Ashley Young and Luke Shaw. Now we're probably going to take Chilwell and who else? I suppose. It's mm. a good point. Yeah, I mean, leading on from. That- so I guess that's a little bit on Saka and it's interesting you talk about the left foot, right foot because I wanted to discuss a little bit Mason Greenwood and there was an interview with him as a, oh, I don't know how old he was, you can dig this out on YouTube and he says, um, the the coach who's been interviewed about him said that Greenwood's got a 51% preference to his left foot. Mm. But I, they, I would they say are like equally 50, so strong. 56 or something like that. <laughs> would you hear? But did you remember, do you remember Usmane Dembele so when he was strong. asked? His feet are both ridiculous. Do you remember when Usmane Dembele was asked what fit he is and no. he's like, I don't know. Did he say that? Yeah. yeah. I don't know That's if he's joking, one... but he's taking penalties with yeah. both feet. I know Mason Green was taking free kicks with his right foot. It's crazy has, though, you know, has. being that good with both well, feet. Is the, just... the great left-footed players, when I think about Iron Robin and I think about Robin, Robin Van Persie, they were very left-sided. Um, and even then, you, you struggle. The best players in the world are so adept at being able to create half a yard of space and release a shot. But, but if you know, you can go... even remember, you know, the Lionel Messi chip... Um, yeah. against Boateng you remember, remember I remember Van Persie scoring a chip with his right foot against Norwich uh, yes. or, or, or was it Holloway or someone and it was yeah. you know you realise how good the guys that aren't good with their right foot that are left foot well, exactly, but, the, but, but with their right but, foot <laughs> yeah no you're right but the point being is that you're so fearful and scared of Messi's Van Persie's Robin's left foot you have to play for that shot 
And mm. if you have got some ability on the right foot, it makes it non impossible really for a defender. And we saw that, didn't we, with Mason Greenwood against um who was that? Brighton away, wasn't it, a couple of nights ago? Mm. Where four lightning quick stepovers and then a very quick release shot with his left foot. But I mean he he to me looks a massive beneficiary of the COVID break. Because mm. I felt like, you know, if he looks a bit bigger, rewind, doesn't he? He does. And if we rewind the clock back to last year, you know, he played against Cardiff last game of the season. And I remember thinking he looked like Willow the Wisp. There was nothing of him. He didn't have any stature. There wasn't any anymore. aggression there either. No, that's, that's one thing I think I've, I, and... we've always talked about him. And I said, there's something about his kind of like, you know, there's not enough oomph there. Do you know what I mean? think that was so harsh and so <laughs> naive to comment that early. And then we look at the break. No, but like if you compare, bro- if you compare him to what Cho was like at a similar age, you know, you, you can you can understand what I mean by the oomph. I think so. I mean, if I compare what you mean, say Rooney versus Greenwood, that's interesting because Rooney had the physique of a fully grown player at seventeen. You know, when he when he came on, was it sixteen? When he sixteen, came on yeah. Against Arsenal, when he chested it down, held off Sol Campbell, turned, and then he hits the shot. And I think Mason Greenwood physically had a lot of development mm. to work on. And I felt like I do think Ollie has done a beautiful job in terms of his putting an arm around him putting an arm around him and not expecting too mm. much you know he's just got that nice blend of minutes that you want at that age and to me he looks scarily good and i think um, it's quite nice for him to have guys that are only i think a lot of people in business have said to me like it's always best to learn from people that are like one or two steps ahead of you rather than like four or five absolutely and yeah, for I'm him big, to have, i'm a big believer in that for him to have you know rashford and martial there that are senior yeah, players yeah. Um, if sancho comes in for example you've got a guy who's you know, he's one step ahead of you, you know, in terms and, of like age yeah, and yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. And, fi- and final point on him before we could, you can maybe take on and chat about Hudson Odoi, but, um, you know, you did a video once upon a time. We spoke about the United left-hand bias. So when Pogba plays, I've always thought to myself, Pogba drifts out to the left, links up with Luke Shaw and Marcus Rashford, and there's little triangles and give and goes down the left. I've actually noticed, as trust is building in Mason Greenwood, if you think about where Pogba ended up when he won the penalty against Spurs, right-hand side. When I watched against Brighton the other night, again, Pogba was drifting to the right. As the confidence is growing in Greenwood's touch ability, his awareness, Pogba's actually now drifting left and right, and it's making them as an attacking force very difficult to stop. So Greenwood's introduction, it, it can't be knocked. You know, I know Bruno is the talisman, there's no doubt. <laughs> he's, he's, he's ridiculous. <laughs> he's actually I think ridiculous. We've got, we've got questions on him, but <laughs> Greenwood is a huge factor as well in their attack and mm. that diversity gives them. So, I mean, Greenwood, six goals and an assist so far in the league, which is pretty scary at the it's, age. It's a We've really got good Saka, return, isn't it? zero goals and four assists. Um, what about Hudson-Odoi? You know, quick <sighs> overview on him. And I've never actually been the biggest fan, and I'll tell you what. You know, we yeah. talked about how um, Francis Kagegal, the head scout at Arsenal, uh, looks at player gate and how they walk. And yes. That can yes. be, he was really, he really liked the way Wilshere walked. And, yeah. and he could tell that he was a technically good player. Um, by yeah. the way he walked and a lot yeah. of the players that he's scouted in the past he's not obviously looked at the way and walked he walked and been like yeah come for a trial but he's been able to like know what type of player they are and how good they might be just for yeah. and the way Callum Hudson-Odoi kicks a ball really irks me yeah and I don't yeah. know why I, people would laugh but I, I'm a big believer in that you know I'd like to sort of these are the edges Panda, you, that makes you a, a multi-million pound football trader I, sp- I suppose it is but <laughs> I remember when Harry Kane first took a penalty in the um, Europa League when he was playing under I think it was Redknapp he used to come on he used to play Europa League games Thursday night yeah I remember he rotated in the league anyway he hit a penalty into the side netting and I honestly said to my friend that like, the way he strikes a ball I just I fell in love with him 
And he just looked a natural ball striker and finisher. And look, look, Ro- look Robert at, Snodgrass like hits a ball really nicely. Doesn't mean does. they're going to be very good players. Of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, um, so I see what you mean about Hudson Odoi. Yeah. It's kind of like a. I don't know what it is. It's like a, I don't even, I can't even describe it, but he just doesn't, he doesn't like punch the ball. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, and he doesn't mm. caress it. He does like a bit of an in-between and I'm not really sure I like it. Um, Interesting. But when I see, when I see, you know, the way Mason Greenwood hits the ball, when I see um, the way Saka crosses the ball and the way he's, mm. he's banged goals into the roof of the net, mm. there's something about that technique that is, Owned, not earned, or learned. And, w- and would you and would you hard. say something about the technique that's repeatable? Yes, you know that, that's the key, isn't it? To trust that technique under pressure and firing off shots. Mm. Um, mm. So in- I mean, I, so- I had a conversation mm. with. I mean, we talked about um, Sancho, right? Uh, very briefly, I had a conversation with friends about like uh, how, they were like, um, how how good do you think Saka is? And I said, I I rated. I, we weren't talking about Greenwood then because I think he's. Um, he was a bit too young at that point, maybe. Maybe wasn't on the scene to that many fans publicly. Um, but it was between Sancho, Hudson-Odoi, Foden and Saka. And I put them in the order of Sancho, Foden, Saka, Callum Hudson-Odoi. And they were like, oh, I don't know, you could vote Saka. He's not even played a minute over Callum hudson I was like, I just don't really like the way he strikes the ball. <laughs> that was still Intr- the reason yeah, back intr- then. But yeah. if you look at that, that's not too, it's not bad, is it? Sancho, Foden... Saka, you know, and I was get, well. I'm going to get. I'm going to get your updated rankings at the end of this segment. Oh. Last, last. So for for those listening, um, Hudson Odoi has played 750 minutes this year, one goal and four assists. But a touch harsh to judge him because he has been um, had the Achilles rupture yeah. at the back end of last year, and he hasn't truly regained form. And then we come on to Phil Foden, who to me looks the next great English number eight, or. I guess he's going to start his career at the wing. I think that's an interesting debate, isn't it? Where, what position is Pep going to trust him in? But yeah, I love him. Love his weight of pass, his disguise of pass. He's got this languid, easy ability to dribble with the ball. Probably the greatest dribbler out of the four names we've mentioned, don't you think? Like, he just seems to caress the ball and move with it with such ease. And he's deceptively quick as well. He's, um, he looks like he's grown a bit since last year. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've grown. noticed yeah. that. But um, yeah, yeah. It's like a. It's like a Jack Wilshere-esque ability, technically. Um, and, you know, being an Arsenal fan with a heavy heart, how good a player he could have been. It's that very Spanish way of caressing the ball, isn't it? Yeah, and I think when I saw Jack Wilshere first play, everyone talks about the game at the uh, the New Camp. And technically, you know, his tight control and his manoeuvring of players around him, you know, little touches, little turns... I was kind of went away from it quite impressed, but I would say Foden has even gone to another level than that because Foden's shown me a lot more in the final third. That's that's the thing, I guess. Is that fair? You know, a I lot felt of people like Wilshire would talk about Wilshire work. is like a. He wasn't quite a box to box midfielder. He was like um he was like almost in the Perlo role, but slightly further forward. Do you know? I know that's yeah, weird to say, isn't it? But yeah, left-footed. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I didn't. I, I was never sure that Wilshire had the ability to change a game in the final third. But mm. obviously he was incredible in the middle third. Mm. And, you know, you could trust him with the ball. Oh, it's fantastic. He, he had awareness around him. I wish he never got shame. injured. Oh. I know, I know. That's I guess that's the risk. Of Although I spoke to some people quite early on when he was about 22, 23. Some people, well, I didn't speak to people on the inside of Arsenal, but people that knew people that knew people. And they mm. were like, um, yeah, his ankle's finished. 
you oh. know so yeah, it was yeah, yeah. it was then and then that they knew that he wasn't going to really do as much as he could have or should have and he should have done way more you know what yeah, he should have done. I'll, tell, I'll tell you another I'll tell you another final fact before i get you to rank these did you see in the athletic um <coughs> who sponsored this podcast and i'd, I'd um, advise anyone to go and read the athletic the athletic.co.uk forward slash fig yes they did a piece of analysis on the breakaway counter-attack goal the other night that manchester united oh. and they clocked mason greenwood at a quicker speed than um rooney nanny or ronaldo can i infamous breakaway goal against arsenal can i can i say how do these clocking systems work because is hakimi actually faster than afonso davis I don't know how they map. Because according assume... to some of those, I remember Sol Campbell clocking in at absolute pace. Um, and Richard yeah. Dunn, Richard Dunn was, <laughs> funnily enough, I'm... one of the fastest yeah. players in the Premier League. I don't know how they do it. And I'm not I saying know... he's not fast, but he is yes. not. Mason Greenwood is not faster than Ronaldo. And even in that breakaway, I watched that. I watched all the highlights. Is it the one, you know, the Jason Park, Rooney and Ronaldo That's at the, the Emirates uh, away. It was, it was at the Emirates. That, 2000 and, oh, I don't know the year. But, yeah. but no, like if you watch Ronaldo in that, like there's no way Greenwood mm. is faster in that breakaway. I, I watched the breakaway. Like, I don't know how they've measured that, really. No. You can't, no. You can't tell me my eyes are being deceived, can you? I, I don't think you can, no. But the knock on him was that he didn't have pace. And I think the, the extra muscle he's put on, he looks far more dynamic to me since we've had the COVID break. You know, so this break has helped. Like Ferran Torres has come back and he looks it looks a lot bigger and fitter. Um, Pulisic looks like he's got over his injury worries. He's worked on some core strength balance. Greenwood is another guy that I think has come back refreshed. Foden, I mean, so the break is definitely... It's interesting, the players that have actually used this break to kind of remodel themselves and come come out far. I mean, we talked, so, we talked a lot about Aubameyang's fitness, didn't we? This is a really random one. But how I was yeah. telling you that a lot of the coaches there think he's the, the fittest player Arsenal have ever had. Yes. And it's yeah, yeah. no surprise to see the guys at the top of their physical game coming out and scoring the most and, and playing it's the best. It's not. No, no, it's not. No. And I was, re- I was really pleased as well. This is another random note to see West Ham win last night. Not because of the top four, but because... I feel like the football has been a bit one-sided. Like the, the bigger squads, those with more athleticism, you know, more talent. Some of the matches have been quite one-sided. Um, so it's quite nice to see a kind of a, a, an inferior outfit um, roar back and get the result last mm. night. Mm. So, so okay, million-dollar question then. So how <clears throat> in a year's... To fast forward a year, where would you rank these players in terms of what price they'll be? Oh, what price? No, sorry, don't tell me the price. That's too specific. Just tell me... Who do you think will be highest priced and lowest priced? Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> it's so difficult. Isn't There's it? so many intangibles. Foden, Green with Saka, Cho. Okay. I, I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. The Sancho thing for Greenwood, while I, while I don't see City going out and getting a midfielder, um, and then for Arsenal, there is that, you know, whoever leaves Arsenal, whether it's Lacazette or Bamiang or more players, yeah. Saka's just signed a contract. There's going to be that natural, oh, he'll get more minutes, he'll play further up, blah, blah, blah. He'll get more goal yep. contributions. Cho, I, d- I don't know, you know, like when you've when you've signed Ziyech and Werner and you're looking at Havertz, you know, questions got to be asked of him. And, and Pulisic, Pulisic is actually well. tearing it up exactly. and looking really good. Exactly, yeah. you know, and I know Tammy's a bit out of favour now, but he's done remarkably well from a statistical yes. standpoint, not, not taking penalties as well. Um, it's tough to see... You know, would you be surprised if Cho played 1,650 minutes next year in the Premier League? I wouldn't be shocked. I genuinely wouldn't be shocked if he played that few minutes. I don't even know if he'll play that many. Oh, 
Very, and this is he, not me yeah. like being completely damp on him, but I mean, if you, if you also take in the the Achilles injury, um, and then maybe if we're looking at twelve months from now, who's going to be in that? Who's going to be in that England squad? Um, even though I think yeah. Saka's probably more likely than Greenwood because of the positions. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Tammy Abraham. I mean, he's in a in a bit of a problem. He's in a little spot bit of a because rat, isn't he? although I think Timo Werner can work nicely with him, the pressure's on Tammy Abraham, and it was quite telling that Olivier Giroud started the first two games after the break. Hmm. Mm. Is Frank losing trust in him? You know, maybe. Um, really, yeah. So, yeah, really good debate. Those four. I'd be interested what other people think. But they all pricing them is obviously difficult. But that's the beauty of football index. Mm. You know, mm. as I always talk about career arcs and betting on it. There's a lot of variables in play here because of media. How that's going to affect these players? Who are they going to take a like to? Who's got the most flashy game? Lots to think about. I think, I think Greenwood's one, Foden's two, um, Saka three, Hudson Odoi four. Does Greenwood depend on Sancho or not? I don't think so, because I don't think if you're Manchester United, you can afford with 50 or 60 games next year to say to Mason Greenwood, right, you're a right winger, off you go. I think for his age and his wage profile, he'll be more than happy to be first substitute behind the front three. If you've got a front three, potentially, of Rashford, Martial and Sancho and Bruno as the number 10, I think you can say to Mason Greenwood, arguably you can cover all of those four positions Mm. when we have an injury. And there will be injuries. There's injuries, yeah. You know, if he's played, what, 800-odd minutes this year, I'm sure he'll get 1,500 minutes next mm. year, which is a nice amount for an 18, 19-year-old. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. All right, give me your next faithful way before we get into well, the Well, if we've got... To, this is just a quick... Well, what about top four finish? Okay, put a tweet out yesterday. Leicester have won three Premier League games this calendar year, um, and they obviously went on to lose again. They're in a real tailspin. Chelsea have been fairly fortunate against Aston Villa... Uh, Man City, and then they threw away a lead and lost last night. Manchester United with Bruno Fernandes have been on a complete tear and haven't lost, I don't think, since he's arrived and are probably playing the best football out of these clubs. And then you've got Wolves. Funny enough, I've got a friend in the gambling world I call the Wolf, and he listens to this show. The what? He called the Wolf? Yeah, with the Wolf and the Panda. He's the Wolf. And when when he sends me a message, I sit up and listen. And he told me, (laughs) and I've I've passed this on to you, he said, watch out for Wolverhampton Wanderers. He said, they are so good. I watch every single game of theirs from a betting perspective. And this is a team who know how to manage games. You know, like they had a lead against Villa last week, didn't concede a shot on target. They haven't conceded hardly any goals since Wilfred Bowley's been back. So you're telling um, me they're going to batter my Arsenal on Saturday? Oh, next, I think it's such a good game. You know, I, so this to me is the most enjoyable thing about the football return, the battle for the, the top four places. That's providing that United, uh, City don't have their ban overturned. Sorry, uh, yes, and it's only four places because otherwise it's five places. So I put to you, Fig, how is the league going to finish in terms of the top six, seven teams? I actually think Leicester might finish outside the top four. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy to think of, isn't I it? I can't... What lead they did they have? I haven't actually lead. did this research, they, but they were had a about, monster lead. I, remember, I can only think of Arsenal because obviously I'm an Arsenal fan, but I remember them being about 17 points ahead of us. Yeah. And they're only yeah. nine now, is it? I don't know. It's mm. Quite mm. ridiculous, really. I think um, uh, it's a big collapse. I saw Brendan Rodgers was really pissed off in the first water break. I didn't watch the game, but um, he looked so pissed off at his players. Do you think some of them are thinking about moves in the summer? Or they're just not really I don't think anymore? so. I think I think there is a fraction of overachievement. and Regression to the mean. Yeah, I think so. I think they're a really well-coached team, and this is all relative. This isn't to trash on Leicester. They play good football, a really good outfit, but are they the third best team in the land? 
I, I guess they were while they United were. And Chelsea were struggling. They were. But I mean, t- exactly. take it back to the to the game against Arsenal when they absolutely battered us, and they battered yeah. a lot of teams this season. You know, yes, the nine yeah. nil yeah. against Southampton, a lot of good performances against big teams as well. They looked very good. Can't argue against yeah. them. Yeah, but last night I watched the game, and when um, when Ancelotti brought on oh, the Colombian Yeri Mina. They just looked completely out of ideas, Leicester, in terms of how to break them down. They didn't create any He's massive, chances. isn't he, Mina? He's massive. And they had him and Michael Keane and um, Holgate. And they just had literally nothing Leicester left. And Leicester this Saturday played Crystal Palace at home. That is a huge mm. game in terms of the race. Because they could conceivably be behind. Because United are playing Bournemouth on Saturday. And that's three points. I mean, Bournemouth are they're, just, they're shot, aren't they? They're just absolutely shot, I think. So, them, United them are probably winning Saturday. Them and Norwich are pretty much down at this Yeah, point. Norwich and Bournemouth, I think, have gone. Um, so, yeah, so, so Leicester are in a tailspin. So, do you think... I guess, I guess safety first. Would you go Chelsea United to finish top four? Uh, I think so, yeah. Can you can you give me some comfort and say if Arsenal win this weekend and they're back in the race? They're not, are they? I can't. They can't. I, can't. They're, they're really I don't not. think they are. They're really not. I don't think they are, no. Although I am fingers crossed that Arsenal um, take some points off Wolves. Challenge for, mm. for Wolves. You know, it'd be a tough game. And I'm pleased Arsenal have got a couple of wins under their belt now, haven't they? So playing with a little bit more confidence. And finally, am I right in thinking playing David Luiz in a three? Three at the back? <laughs> Yeah, with Kalasana. Yeah, but you, I don't understand any coaches that play him in a in a back four. I mean, he looked all right before the break. Mm. That's the thing. Mm. And he just absolutely lost his fucking noodles <laughs> yeah. over the. I think I think the contract situation was slightly like he was thirteen days from being out of contract, and he was playing in games against yes. City. You know, it's not ideal. I don't want to give him any defenses because he was you know put in the worst Premier League performance I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> yeah. and he made me the third most angry I've yeah, been since lockdown yeah. um, but you know there, there's are, there are some intangibles you can't not feel like because he could have retired you know yeah, he could have he could, he could have yes, actually gone yeah, and retired no, yeah. um, so the, the 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 nuances there are massive mm. but um, it's 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 an interesting thing to think about uh, anyway I think I it's think time, it's time we turn it? over to the fans Whilst you do your customary, I'm yeah. going to find the tweet, I'm Go. going to plug The Athletic. So if you guys didn't know, this podcast is brought to you by The Athletic, subscription-based sports media site. It's amazing. You need, you, need to get, you need to get on there. If you've not been on there and you're not on there yet and you want 50% off, use the FIG code. Go over to theathletic.co.uk forward slash FIG. It's £2.49 a month. I mean, I know times are tough at the moment. Climate's tough. Economy's tough. I mean, I've just made, been made redundant. But if you've got a spare, £2.49 a month, it's amazing. I don't know if you've bought, bought anything recently, Panda, for £2.49. Oh, this, is, this is a real embarrassment. Well, I mean, you spent 80 quid, 80 on, quid the on the screen. screen but that was a few, that was a few ah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. What, what, what were you going to tell me? No, no, just how weekly I fail this question, even though you tell me. Even though yeah. I know it's coming. It's quite incredible how I just let it slip out of my mind and never prepare for it. I bought a baseball cap. I've, I've. Yeah. Oh, nice. Hide the old, the old bald, uh, the receding the hairline and the bald spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, um, I've invested in a camera recently. A camera. Oh. Very expensive one. It's, I think it's going to make me go broke. I tell you what, I may point. invest in. I'm going to have to, I'm have to do load, <laughs> load of mogling to, to <laughs> make that back. Honestly, it's I tell you what, killer. if anyone out there knows much about wigs, syrups, syrups, um, <laughs> toupees. I've been, there might be some very good ones. Rather than me have the hair transplant, potentially I can just, you know, use a wig. That's something for next week. I just want to keep that under, under my sleeve. I've been, I've been doing a little bit of research. But <laughs> yeah, right, that. carry on. 
What what do you also what do you think the odds of us being sponsored by some sort of oral hygiene or dental company is in the next mm. let's say uh, it's between now and the end of twenty twenty? Um, I would say Give yeah. me a give me a punter's six, like six, give me a sport, six, sport, six sporting panda. Um which is des- decimal what? That's of like two point five. Yeah. <laughs> so you think there's a twenty five percent chance? That. If it, no, evens is fifty fifty. Is and six to four is two point five. Yeah. So um oh sorry sorry i've got yeah, it so the other way around 40%, haven't I? I think that works out to me is it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no sorry yeah. sorry you're correct you're correct because two to one would be 25 percent. my bad um that's that's it really is because i've seen the popularity of it i put out a tweet there asking for questions there's 60 or 70 questions that have come in within 45 minutes oral b would be fools not to sponsor this podcast do you, do you know how many people are in my DMs that are actually professional <laughs> dentists? And before you, before you slag them off, I, I honestly, can't, I can't no, imagine. genuinely, these are the bo- football index traders. I'm speaking to three or four dentists <laughs> on a weekly basis. Oh, I spat out my Pepsi like the Max. same ones. No, genuinely, <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm speaking yeah. to three or four dentists well, on a weekly basis. Well. I, I shit you not. And one of them told me that he had to wear a spacesuit to put a filling <laughs> in, <laughs> which cracked me up. Uh, but anyway, Q and A is gone. Cash you go first. Money show pony. This is at Matthew F. <laughs> would you would you disown me if I said I was partial to almond milk? Um, is, I is suppose it's to me. To me no, no, you? I, I don't wouldn't know. disown you. No way. I'll put an arm around you and let and just I'd pull you up beside me and let you enjoy it. No way would I disown you. Yeah. FI Gardener, what advice would you give to traders who are considering putting a large amount of money into the football index? £50,000 plus. Is that one of those I'm asking for a friend questions? Um, what advice would I put in? Well, I would, I would make sure that they've been on the platform for three plus months at least and understand why prices move and, you know, understand the little quirks and nuances, understand maybe the trends. Um, they've spoken to a lot of other traders. So, you know, I'd want them to have a, a firm understanding and base before they invested that amount. Um, and then personally, I'd probably say go for it because in this economic climate, you know, I'm, I'm a big, got a lot of faith in the platform. I believe in it. I don't think these returns can be matched. Um, I'd also ensure that the money was spread around. I mean, I've got a tweet pinned to my profile, which is old advice, but it's not terrible. Like it's fairly crude. No, I think you it's, know what? I think it's really good. I refer back to one it, of your it's, tweets it's all crude. the time, don't you? And you must be so pissed off. No, I, I quite like it. And <laughs> it talks about having a, a nice spread of uh, a balanced portfolio. So back in the day, I had 30 to 40% in what I'd call classical PB and MB players, which you may say, okay, that's the top end. Since then, I've actually doubled that. But it's not a bad idea to have, you know, uh, 50% spread in the top end and then you can have potentially some injury players you can have some transfer players you can have some players from the lower end which have got massive upside capital appreciation you know you can kind of split the portfolio up into different asset classes so I would probably advise them to do that and um, yeah to enjoy it but what, what would you say? Hmm. Um, I'd actually try and be on the platform three to six months yeah <clears throat> I think understanding FI's business model is probably, yeah. for me, yeah. the yeah. most important yes, thing to do. Yes, that's a really do. good point. The last thing you want to do is put the money in and not understand things and panic at the first dip. Because mm. there are going to be fluctuations and market dips over the next three to four years. If you over-deposit and over-stake, your mind is going to play tricks with you. And you're going to get antsy. You're going to want to list players. You're going to instant sell under pressure. You don't want to be doing that with that sum of money. Mm, mm, so wise so wise um 
F.I. Gerard, who still claims yeah. to be the real fig, does it always take this long for Panda to respond to his DMs? <laughs> I mean, I'm, listen, I have to be honest, people. I don't really look at my DMs because it's going to sound very arrogant. There's too many. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does sound arrogant. Do you know why? Because I answer all of mine. And I you do, more than you do, but so, I'm not on... You've got to remember. I think you this need to start putting aside fifteen okay, minutes. This isn't aside my. This isn't my job. A day. Though. You know, Twitter and football index. <laughs> it's good. It's this a is good like point. a little hobby for me. You know, my main passion. Is... Oh wow! Now that is an arrogant <laughs> statement. <laughs> Just a little hobby for me. This is my thirty thousand. <laughs> no, 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 no. I did sound wrong. Actually, no, no, no. Oh, that was I don't want to become. A... Don't want to come across like this for the lovely fans. Um, but <laughs> I'll try and put fifteen minutes aside a day. But. For a lot of people, you know, I do apologise, but and I don't like to answer individual questions on tips or who would you buy, you know, because you go down a you go yeah, down a I, rabbit hole. I don't do you know, that either. If people listen to the show and follow my tweets, you should be able to put two and two together and make four. You need me to hold both hands and take you to the water and give you a cup and let you drink from it, you know. <laughs> I felt bad. We're moving well, on from that. I'm sorry. A question. <laughs> right, go on. Okay. Go on, your turn. Oh no, <laughs> this is SR. Who I believe is um, actually oh, Sam Richards. Have his name, but what an Maybe account! Not. For Sorry, out there. you know he was a pioneer. Anyway, must, must follow. follow. Football, Football index, index SR. SR must follow. Do we think this is a good one for you? Do we think we get media plans? That's foreign sources, names, etc. Before a dividend increase, surely media has to come before the new dividend table. Have you thought about? Wow, that? I haven't That's actually thought question. about that. But that is such a good question. Uh, it should do, but it won't. Mm. So you think... Well, Unless they do it at the same time. Yeah, what? If they happen at the same time on the 9th. Otherwise, I can't see them going, fuck it, let's just tell them what we're doing with media tomorrow. Mm. I don't know. It's, do, do you what know do you think? what? It's such a good question. It's going to be very difficult for me, though. Let's say we get a media increase next week. Okay, let's say it goes from 3 to 5p. I'm thinking that's great for my Sancho transfer saga. It's great for Bruno Fernandes. You know, just players that win media at the moment. Neymar, Pogba, um, Messi, Ronaldo. But then, okay, how do I then phase that thinking into my, well, they're rebuilding media from the ground up. I don't know how many foreign sources they're going to bring in. I don't know if they're going to fix the surname issue. So it's going to be a little bit tricky, isn't it, to place your bets without knowing what the new media plans are. Mm. But I don't think, Mm. I don't think. It really is going to get them we don't have a lot of noise do we about them being released mm, we really haven't very really interesting haven't. Question. i think um but logically what sam has said oh, i keep saying sam no, sorry sam. Known as sam anymore. <laughs> what sr what sr, <laughs> what SR yeah. is saying uh, should logically happen but it i'm gonna won't. put a plea out can sr sam please come back to the timeline because i've been enjoying his tweets this week you know i think he was heckled off and chased <laughs> off unfairly so about a year or two ago and i think it's time he makes a return full-time um yeah full-time okay full-time no, back. Uh, sorry go i've on. got one here from oh, Rob Cheese, right? and i recorded Cheese with right. him and i recorded with him in football index ol you'll be horrified to know it was fucking oh, really excellent. i think that it's part really of the year. does i think it's part yeah, of the year it's upset me and it's going to ruin my taste of my chinese food that's being delivered do you know what it was i had an i had an expert market man and i had an expert marketeer and what, and what questions what came in because he doesn't sound oh. either of those <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that i'm yeah, the expert well, what was he, he doing was just, just like keeping notes. <laughs> well it just felt like you were listening to two really? different podcasts honestly 
Honestly, it was amazing. Honestly, one of my favourite right. that I've recorded uh, um, ever. And I think it's part of the year, as I said. You're in a room with your three nemesis. Oh. Nemesis? Ne- ne- How do you say that know, with a plural? You're very poor at this because you obviously infamously said hyperbole <laughs> last week. And I said hyperbole. Your three nem- nemesis. <laughs> And I don't Nemesis. Know. Nemesis. 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 Plural. Mm. The two plural. Ah, uh, what's the plural of arch nemesis? Nemesis. Mm. Nemesis. You were right. Well, you were nearly right. You mm. said nemesis. Well, anyway, anyway, the question is: You're in a room with your yep. three nemesis. Nemesis. <laughs> FBI trainer, FI Pat, and myself. You have a gun with only one bullet. <laughs> Where are you burying my buddy? <laughs> Where are you burying oh, my buddy? If oh, I'm in a room, then I've got to work damn hard to lift up the floor. And if it's vinyl floor, that makes my life easier. If it's concrete flagstones, then I've got a problem, haven't I? How am I going to dig up? How am I going to bury it anywhere? <laughs> so. Oh, FI Pat, I don't think you hate that account. FI I Pat, hate it. Me and him are kind of like very tight. So I think that's you that hates <laughs> FI Pat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's mine. Luar, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shoot anyone or bury anyone's body for the record. Uh, Luar, Luar, when do you think prices become stable, or do you think there will always be weekly slash significant monthly movements? There has to be, otherwise, how are we going to make money in yep. the future? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- yeah, echo that thought. Really, we're we're all avid football fans. We're gamblers. Oh wow, gone. What's the news? I know. I just saw. A- tweet for football index it's not oh, an announcement. don't gosh. worry everyone calm down uh tom 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 randerson the great man was on the talk sport he said uh they paid over a million pounds out in dividends in june which is uh that is a lot, lot isn't money. it yeah right. a lot of money a lot of money um right it's your is it turn, my turn please okay uh, soccer index what will fi do with the world cup qualifiers next season this will have a significant oh. impact on number of media days next season if so where does it stop europe south america yeah. oceana what should football index do this should be communicated on the ninth mm. mm, that's a good question i want to i want to so, football index ldn reached out to me and said um, i'm going to write a blog post because his he, i don't know if you caught his fantastic blog post about yeah, it's extra dividends um but uh, yeah, quick plug for that. But he basically said, I want to do another one and I want to do it on the impact of um, international fixtures because he thinks they're not really valued in properly by traders. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think that's a good point. I don't think they are at all. The, the, my um, oh, mini rant here, I moved my money mainly up to the top end at the back at last autumn, okay? And I, I think the top end has been kicked twice because we had um, European... Quali- Euro 2020 qualifiers brought in and that killed a lot of treble media days we also had the opening up to the squad so we had squad winners that could win media buzz just not the top 200 that also hurt the top end so when I see this clamoring for the lower end at the moment I get I do get it somewhat but you know the market is changing and there's reasons for it and markets are cyclical by nature and you know we have players now that can stretch the top of the index and that are generational superstars, you know, under the age of 22. So it's very natural that a lot of the money would move up into those attractive assets. I don't think we had those a year ago. Um, and where was, where was my rant going to end, actually? Um, but back to Soccer Index's question. I've lost my train of thought. It might come back to me. Um, I think it depends on Opta, doesn't it? Because I don't know if Opta recalled South American qualifiers or African qualifiers hmm. or Australasia, Oceania, or, you know, what that's... Or CONCACAF. You know, I don't, I don't hmm. know... 
it's a tricky decision for them. What do you, you'll probably know better than me. Think maybe ask the Opta guy who's coming on your show soon. Do they record? Oh, yeah. We need to know what region. Because otherwise, Spoon we're going to have an even more bias to European-based players, aren't we? Should we leave, leave that on, on a cliffhanger, cliffhanger? That's... and r- repeat the yeah, question repeat when the question. he's on? But you know, back to my rant. Soccer Index put a tweet out today around your time is up. It was a bit harsh. Let me just bring it up quickly. Um, he what said, did he say? Wow, did it ruffle yeah, the feathers? Yeah, I've been he, so he inactive on said, the timeline this maybe, week. This is to Zen FI trading. Maybe people are applying different logic to you. The bubble you refer to is a reversal of the previous bubble. Cheap players with little value were rising under the rhetoric. There is no cap app in the top players. The biggest market correction in FI history. Time is up with a countdown timer. And that's fair. When I was sat in the top end last autumn, I was gaining nothing. And everyone was having a whale of a time at the lower end. It's cutting, isn't it? It's cutting. And it's true, though. You had players (laughs) rising with this rhetoric that the top end's dead. There's no money going up. I can make more on the lower end. Well, yes, you can. But now's your time. We had this exact conversation on the podcast. Well, there you go. Yesterday. You know, now's your time. Jamie Vardy got to £1.75 or £1.80 based off IPD and hardly PB or MB threat. You know, it got overheated down there. And to some extent, the value wasn't there anymore and it was in the top end and traders have moved their money up will it return to the lower end of course it will and there are some absolute gems at the lower end so i just think it's a very delicate uh, discussion point and you know you do i do have empathy mm. for those where instant sell has the spreads widened um but you know what more can they do if they increase media and pb by 50 or 60 percent that's going to help the lower end anyway you know so yeah edit, but, but yeah go, carry on next question Next question. Um, oh, what have we got? Bloody I've got one so here. FILL. Quick one while you're, while you're deliberating. Go on, go on, go on. 100% dividend increase, Vig. Like 15% yeah, chance. I think about 15% as well. Okay. Um, Ginger Perlo, will they announce the new Ooh, dividend table early good, before the 9th of July? Yes or no? I... What, we, uh, what did you think of all this random comms? I'm not sure. I wonder if it was going to be a deposit bonus. Because that's what they... All I mm, can judge mm. that on is history. I look back in history and we got a deposit bonus at the 100000 I'm busy! And they retweeted a tweet with that. There's a clue there. And I wonder if there was a last minute change of heart because the market is purring at the moment. There's a lot of money coming into it. If they put a deposit bonus in and the prices fly, the impact of a 40 or 50% increase next week mm. is kind of negated and your yields aren't that attractive yeah. all of a sudden. So maybe there was a last minute change no. of plan. And they didn't. They just were like, "Halt! We can't afford these prices to go up by one or two quid." What we what what we might actually see, interestingly, now that I've digested um, Football Index SR's question on the media thing, they could up the dividends, and then when they do the media review, have a uh, deposit bonus with it. Yeah, I do think we're going to see a deposit bonus in the next three months, but potentially there was a last minute change of heart on bringing one in yesterday and overcooking some of the prices mm. before next Thursday. Yeah. To answer Ginger yeah. Pirlo's question, we could see the dividends tomorrow. I mean, history, unlikely, but... Lo- but well, why? Just, I don't think we will because prices aren't getting out of hand, but I do... Is it just to add certainty? Yeah, I, or I, I do... Qu- I don't know. It's not it's that not, long to wait. Remember last think. October, the 57% increase. I remember... Um, oh, Hello. Sorry, my son's just popped in from the bath. <laughs> He's gone. Sweet, sweet moment for the listeners oh. out there. Mini, 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 sweet mini moment panda. for the listeners. Um, 
Uh, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought because he walked in naked after the bath. Um, yeah, Bloody mini, mini panda. panda. Causing <laughs> chaos on the show. Chaos and chaos. Water everywhere. Oh, last uh, October, I think. They brought, do you yeah, remember yeah, Adam Cole brought the dividend increase early? Do you remember? It was really random. He said, why wait? And they just released it, didn't they, on a Friday? So that was my mm. thinking, you know? Could it be brought? Unlikely it will, but... Anyway, my question to you. Yeah. Is right I know your yeah. question. It's my question. Are you guys in favour of this from the mighty EJ for the, for the index? Are you guys in favour of eradicating the three PM cutoff yep. to aid liquidity? Increasing divs is great, and hopefully they get they go huge. But once we reach this point again, we meet a similar problem with match day liquidity. The further down the market we go, I'd like to see performers rise. I've I've always been always in been of in favour of it, and I've never understood why we have this strange time of two thirty. Maybe you'll be able to explain to me. Is it responsible gambling? Is it, you know, when Bet365 and Betfair are all taking bets on football matches which kick off at 8 pm, why not have trading going on? And, you know, I think SOTD put a tweet out, or he, Danny Ceballos last night for Arsenal had a 140 PB score at half time. If you're still eligible to win match day dividends on him, there's money going into him at half time. I think it adds excitement. I think it adds volatility. I think mm. it, yeah, Dynamism. I think it adds commission. You know, it has to be pushed back for me. So I would eradicate the cutoff. Hmm. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. I think SSG's been saying that for about two and a yeah. half years. Yeah, yeah. I remember meeting him at a Birmingham oh, yeah. trader meeting. Him being like, just put it at 11pm. <laughs> I'm going to ask you this question here. And I know the answer to it. I don't think you will, but we'll see. F iron oh, tonic. Wow. Yeah. How Cut much it. wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could oh. chuck wood? Um, oh man. There you, see, I, there you I'm go. A wordsmith like me, the speed of brain I've got. None of these riddles bother me. I would tell you that a woodchuck would chuck as much wood as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. That is one answer. <laughs> Very the other answer that you, that you have you been no, practicing, I that practicing anything? I just know all <laughs> this. The other answer, Fig, I can tell you, is that potentially seven hundred pounds of wood is the answer. Yeah. It's an 85-year-old question, and they say that 700 pounds of wood is option two. So there you go. Right. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Oh, my word. I've just had a look in the Discord as well. It's chaos What's in that? there. What? I, don't, I don't say anything for like three hours, and it's just absolute nuts. All these questions. Fig, scroll up. We've already asked loads of questions. Oh, well, you, you, yeah, you better TW. look after the Discord, boys and girls. Yeah. That, that, that TW is a, he's, he's, he's a man, he's isn't he? He's a man. He? He's a leader. He's, 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 he's a leader of he men. Is. He's taken over the Discord he has, bit He's a leader bit. of men. <laughs> he says, both of my questions are for Panda. Right. Thoughts on Cam Newton to the Patriots and how far does his watching of wrestling go? <laughs> and is he still watching the new product? Okay. Um, so Cam Newton, free agent signing for the Patriots. I won't bore the, the audience too much, but I'm really disappointed actually because I wanted this to be a bit of a rebuild year for the Patriots. The roster isn't good. And I was hoping with Jared Stidham, they could, potentially go four and 12, five and 11, and they'd be in a really um, advantageous draft position next year. And they could kind of reboot the franchise with a franchise quarterback. I'm worried with Cam Newton, they're going to be eight and eight, nine and seven. And you're going to kind of be like, I don't think even with Cam Newton, you're good enough to win the Super Bowl. So you're going to be left in this kind of no man's land where you're not going to be bad enough to finish in a position to draft an elite player. So I'm lukewarm on the Cam Newton one. Wrestling, I was obsessed with um 
kind of late primary school and early secondary school. So I was around for the Attitude Era. And sometimes for nostalgia, I still do watch the odd thing on YouTube. But no. I haven't watched it for about a decade. No, I haven't watched it for longer. I don't think I've watched it for about 15 years. But I know the Attitude Era inside out. So any quizzes, I'd probably beat anyone out there. <laughs> throwing the gauntlet down there for a very niche it's not niche it's the World Wrestling Federation or World Wrestling Entertainment bloody hell uh, Go on, yeah, Chris. You, this is FBI Trader we may have touched upon this but let's get your thoughts do you think people are overreacting to the need to do something for the lower end in quotation marks when in actual fact it's just that the trend is more focused on youth cap app over regular winners who may be a little older do you see this trend change yeah. in the div increase? There's two questions here. So number one... I... <sighs> Depends how big. Okay, so number one, do you think people are overreacting for this narrative? They need to do something for the lower end. <sighs> oh, I think so, personally, yeah. Okay. I, I think that... We've talked about the value of the... The intrinsic value of the bets before. Um, and we've talked about a load of other things. We, we, you know, And I think part and parcel of it has been that kind of over balloonness the bubble that we had with the lower end of the yeah. likes of jb vardy flying up and i'm sad that, to say that, that age a, as well at that age a lot of well. this community a lot of the community have pumped prices at the lower end too high mm. i mean that's my opinion it's i'm true. not saying that's factual but that is my opinion and so it's interesting when covid hit the money moved to the kind of more classic assets i guess you'd call them and then obviously now you've had a change to me phase one that's kind of doubly happened so it's interesting in times mm. of great stress where the money moves to. Um, yeah, a player the older the older player thing like unless dividends increase one hundred percent, I think taking value had this idea that that account. I don't know if you remember. I his, do remember his, his account. Yeah. but he talks about how like players every time a player wins a PB, they shouldn't necessarily go up because it's kind of like a rake. Now I kind of get where he's coming from, but he's used like too much of a. He's used too much of like kind of a discounted flashbow uh, model on FI, whereby, and what they mean by that is like when you do it with young players, it's hard to model them. But Messi, me and you could probably sit down and in an hour we could probably work out how many PBs he's got left to win. I think we could have a. I think we could within yeah. a within a decent range. You know, like we're not not on the on the nail on the hammer, yeah. but we could. I think, yeah. And then on and then you think like okay, everyone he's won. He's got one left to win, one less to yeah, win. Yeah, I think you could you could model with fair consistency how many messy PB wins are left if he retires in four years, five years, six years. I think you could have a decent stab at that, but it's very difficult to do that lower down. I think there was a, an account, FI Sean, I don't know if it was that, I don't know what his handle is, but he spoke about youth players. And if you are an 18 or 19 year old now, you potentially may have a dividend increase every year of your career. So I by the time good. I followed him off the back of that you tweet, know, by the actually. time Phil Foden or Mason Greenwood are twenty-five, the dividend wins they could be returning could be massive, um, and they mm. may not have Messi or Ronaldo or Neymar to compete with. So the, mm. the field is open. So there's there's many subtleties and nuances to prices and why they are how they are. But um, I, yeah, yeah, good question though. Um, Tamas, oh. who has joined the Discord to steal all our money. Uh, last time when we had a dividend review, we'd seen drops starting two weeks later on decent players, which lasted till January. Do you guys expect any anything similar to that to happen? Or will this time will be different because of Champions League uh, and later seasonal starts? So he's saying there last time, like last October, we had drops, did we? Yeah, I, I think last time it was October 
And classically on Football Index, some of the noteworthy PB players tend to be sold off in January. That's just habit. I mean, I don't sell them, but I think there is a large uh, chunk of the community that like to sell PB players in January because they think, well, the season's coming to an end and they think about summer transfer targets. I don't think it will happen this time, no, because we've got Champions League to finish and then we've got new seasons beginning and then we've got the Euros. Hmm. Mm, that's that's interesting. Um, that's interesting. This is from fi underscore bav. How do you see a player price movement happening when full order box full order books come in? Do you think they'll leave it as it is, um, and only market buy and sell will move a player, or do away with that functionality and build movement into order book transactions? <sighs> Such a hard question to answer, isn't I it? I think that we should probably hold those questions for yeah. a week. I said. I haven't finished my research on that yet. So, but what I do know is that FI won't ever stop minting shares because that's yeah. where they make a huge chunk of their revenue. But I yeah. don't know yeah, the yeah, intricacies. Yeah. And and if they don't mint shares, then they can't not mint shares. They can't not mint shares because let's say Sancho gets announced for Man U, there's probably going to be no Sancho holders selling him. So you need to buy a football index at that at that uh, point in time. So that's mm. how they meant them. Or, or there might be people selling them, but there might just not be the liquidity needed yeah, to cater for the demand. Yeah, they need to mint shares for their business. Um, <sighs> we got here from Fi Headhunter in the oh, Discord. Yeah, yeah. Who always likes to ask, you know, a question. What do you predict the dividend review will be, and do you mm. think there will be anything extra for the fifty hitting two hundred k? So I'm going to say now. What percentage do you think is, oh, is it going to be? Have you changed your mind between last week and now? I think it honestly putting my cards on the table i think it has to be a minimum of 50 percent. 50 percent, panda but we're not going to have another one for another 13 months i said minimum of 15 50 percent okay. you know i would but like do you think 50 will suffice for the next 13 months i don't think so no 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 i think if you go 50 percent, the appetite for this product the money it's making i think the yields would will be you be up. surprised go on. Would you be surprised for FI to do something like 50% and say they might do a mid-season review due to unprecedented events? Um, because I've been thinking about this because one of the reasons they might want to go, not want to go gung-ho because they want to see what the economy is yep. doing. They want to see how big the uptake yep. is. They've got these changes to the product. It's quite like a, you know, it's quite like a, there's a lot of teething yes, problems. Yes, there not sure problems, is. Teething yep. issues. So if they said, okay, we're upping dividends now by, let's say 45%. But we are going to review it again in December. Sure. And at that point, we will have X, Y, and Z out of the way. We'll know where the economy stands. We'll know if there's been a second spike. All this kind of yeah. stuff. The more I think about that, the more logical it, it, it sounds. It, yes. Again, yeah. this is just me completely speculating to make it clear. As you've said that. I, I wouldn't be shocked. No, no, no. As you've said that, you know what? Like I, I've actually nodded along. Because a, a 50% <laughs> increase. For the first time throughout yeah. this hour. <laughs> a 50% increase pushes the players at the top end very high and then everyone plays catch up that's generally what happens the top end goes the money trickles down the trickles down trickles down and that's the football index cycle um i think i've always been vocal about this there's potential for a share split coming up in the next 12 months if the top end really booms and a share split comes in there's nothing to stop them share splitting and giving another dividend increase at that stage i don't think they want to do that but you know they may want to hold a bit of the, the dividend increase back because of these, as you say, there's a lot changing. They may want to really aggressively push marketing, get new customers in before they give that massive increase. I don't know. I think you summed it up better than me. I, I could live with it. I understand that. 
Okay, your turn. Um, are you planning, FI Landings, are you planning on making a deposit for the dividend announcement? And what percentage increase would make you deposit more? Landings, I've just lost my job, man. <laughs> yeah. But you're not. Just lost my yeah. job. And he's asking me if I'm going to. No, I'm joking. Um, uh, no, things are, things are very good in the thick mogul world at the moment. I'm, um, as I said, I've probably never worked this hard than this week in my life. Um, Is there a percentage that makes you deposit? Uh, I mean, no. I don't think there's a... Desp- I, I think I might dabble in a little deposit, actually. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've deposited yeah. three times in the last two weeks. Um, I've seen a lot of people deposit. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't deposit... I think I probably will deposit, actually, on, on, on the night. Yeah, I, I would deposit for anything in and around 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Irish... Is it me or you? Do you want... Is there anything in the Discord? Uh, Lorks FI. What do you think the biggest trend for risers will be this summer? Uh, That's a fucking hard one, isn't it? Yeah, it sounds boring, but I think your uh, premium assets that are playing in the Champions League. Well, I think we're going to get rises all across the board. I'll be honest with you, but I think so. I, as well. I, I, it, there's there's too many things happening for there's there too to much. Be one ex- yeah, trend. I think so. That's the conclusion. Yeah, I the football to. calendar is a little bit of a mess, and it's kind of messed and it's, it's skewed in my thinking and my trading ideas. I think I think we'll see rises everywhere. The biggest money going into under twenty five players that will be playing in Europe, the Euros, and the World Cup. Yeah, in kind of like September. Yeah, and have European football this season. Yes, so top six yeah. clubs. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, I've got one more in front okay, of me go right on, now. Go. Fi Dustin on Twitter. Yeah. When are you launching oh, your rebrand? Uh, tomorrow tomorrow i'm sorry i'm tomorrow. sorry dustin i'm gonna your record now to thousands yeah of i know i should have done it last week but i have really not been online that much this week i'm gonna change it dustin <laughs> tomorrow with your with your great help so thank you for that um this is for james index james general consensus is a team of the month dividend is the best approach for a new winning mechanic what would you set payouts for this, oh, yeah, I saw this. would you rather they use total match day scores or who scored ratings I've actually kind of warmed to the uh, over 200, over 220, over 250 yeah. idea. Yeah. I hated it at first. Mm. I've warmed to it. And I don't mind team of the week, team of the month. I think team of the week kind of makes sense. I like, yeah, I, I would yeah. do that. Yeah. I think that's a nice way to yeah. add some value to maybe those baseliners, which aren't winning many PBs. And it's a middle ground. I've not been a. But, but would it be, would it be the total like score? Oh, do you think like how would they I don't do think it, it because... could be because some players just have more games yeah so it may have to be... be i think it has to be team of the month score uh... oh, i don't know yeah there's there's a few there's a few interesting ones i've thought about this a lot and you don't want i don't know i don't know let's just not get into this because this is like a whole podcast in itself actually. sure yeah and then there's there's a question actually from fi trader tom which will push off because again he says, what do you fellas think of the graphic they sent out a week or so back? That was actually, mm. they had a team of the week. They had a 4-3-3 formation and they had their uh, match day score and buy price. So mm. there are a few hints coming through, but I think we'll put a pin in that. Actually. They've got Haaland on the left wing. Ings on the right yeah, wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then a midfield of Hoffman and, and Stindl, who are basically number 10s, aren't yeah. they? In, in number eight positions. Maybe Pep could get the best out of that too. Whoever's made this. And they've, they've also put Lenglet on the right of the defence and Boateng on the left. Yeah. Sick, you know actually. what, though? But you've got to do it that way, haven't you? you? You're not going to be able to get... It has to be a left-wing forward. has to be a striker. has to be a right-wing forward. Surely you... Yeah, but you can put the fucking left-footed centre-back at the oh, left sure, side. Oh, sure, sure. And Boateng sure, on the right sure, side. Sure, sure, sure. Let's, come on. Okay. 
You got to be harsh. No, here, okay, Panda. fine, fine, fine. Um, go on. Last one each. Uh, sure. I mean, we've missed so many off. Maybe next week we'll do so what, many. Let's, what we're going to do next week, Fig? Tell me because oh, I've got a good we, one. Hang on. Sorry. Are we going to record next week straight after the announcement, live on YouTube yes. or something for people, or, or something okay, like fine. that? Something like that. We'll do. We'll do it straight after the announcement. Okay. Whatever it will be. Or we could do it pre and post again. Yeah, whatever people prefer. That was fun, that wasn't was it? That was quite fun. Well, it's a bit of an embarrassment. Let us know what you prefer. Yeah. Yeah, it was. We could, we could actually was. do a hot mic that night, couldn't we? And then people could oh. discuss the dividend. Um, what, um, what games are on that night? I don't know. Let's have a look. Fucking hell. Um, what games are on on the, 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 the night? Thursday the 9th. Oh, that's, that's the Villa game that we had planned. Did we really? Yeah. Well, things are so we could okay, all right, I'm gonna ask last, go on, last go question on. each go for it we'll discuss that off air Mike hello Mike uh, 1MBAN a veteran of the FI community says who is the biggest rise on the dividend announcement out of Bruno Trent and Neymar 3, 4 and 5 um, I think a lot depends on recency bias so if Bruno was to win PB this week I think it'd be him but if he doesn't win PB I think it will be... I think it still will be. I think it will be Bruno and then Trent and then Neymar in that order. I'm in full, I'm in full agreement. I'm in full agreement. Can I ask you then, as a follow-up, who will rise the most? On the really mic? good question. Um, the one player. I probably would say Bruno Fernandes. Mm, and it's interesting, interesting because, you know... But why? Well... Would you would you not say would you not be tempted by to go with your man considering Listen, that, I, I, you know, I, that, that, yeah. that saga will so start soon? I'm yet yeah, it it's gonna sound biased. I think it should be Jaden Sancho. Um you know, I know he had the headline yesterday around Manchester United are only paying fifty million. Well if you Which was if, a, was if you honestly watch the video, one minute forty eight video, the Sky Reporter says this is the opening gambit of a summer long um, period of, of, of discussions and negotiations around this. I mean, think how long it took them to land Juan Pesaka, to land Harry Maguire, Bruno. to land Bruno. This is a trader's dream. We're going to have two and a half months potentially of drawn out discussions with Jaden Sancho. And then we're going to have the ex-Manchester ex City starlet who returns to Manchester United, their arch rivals, for close to 100 million euros. It's the dream transfer scenario. I think I think he is he should be the one that rises the most next week. But he's remained fairly flat over the last week. And actually, Bruno and um, I mean, I, I've been I'm up to twenty seven thousand Sancho now, so I'm still going. <laughs> uh, but I just think Bruno is in the traders' minds at the moment, you know, for MB and PB, and he's that touch cheaper. Yeah, potentially. But it's interesting, isn't it? That I've seen a bit of timeline. But but by that time, by that time, United will have five games left of the season. That's a good point. But the, so yeah. the Villa game is going to be their 33rd game, yep, right? Yep. So do you think that they'll be buying... And we don't know when the Europa League is going to happen, do we? Europa League we know is in August. Is it, is it in so. August? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it is yeah. in They've August. got Sorry. one game left against Lask, which they're 5-0 up with. So they probably won't yeah. play the star players that night. So they've got three Europa League games left. The stars. Mm. Um, mm. The whole Manchester United thing, and we talk about it a lot, but Bruno has been held a bit, hasn't he? I think by some concerns about Pogba... And um, yeah, you know, well, who knows? But who do you? They look like the Globetrotters playing. They look together, like Brazil, nineteen seventy Brazil. <laughs> I did say this, didn't I, in the group chat a few weeks ago? The hype is sort of living up to uh, reality. Who do you, who do you think will rise the most next Thursday? 
I don't actually know. I don't actually know. Could it be Mbappe? It, it, someone it could like that? be. It you could know, be you know our guy, could SR Sam. <laughs> he does, yeah. does want, our, our guy, our guy. He does not want his name put out there. He tweeted today, do you think Sancho comes to Manchester United this summer? And 54% said no. And I mm. think until that changes, until you get a concrete bid, there probably is a little bit of angst around it. That 50 million is no, just It's all well and good though, for me it? to say. Hakimi's yeah. just gone to Inter, right, for 40 million pounds. If people actually out there think that Jadon Sancho is going to not go for more than 50 million pounds, you need your head checked. The, the proof will be in the pudding. I mean, I, I can't say anymore. It will. And I'll, I'll, I'll be there if he doesn't go. There was a good question, actually, about him around, um, would it be best for him to stay at Dortmund? I mean, if he was moved to a forward... Another year at Dortmund wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Don't get me wrong, I want it to happen this summer. But, you know, I think he'd dominate Erling Haaland for PB. And um, he'd have mm. the Euros, he'd have the transfer next summer. I mean, th- those two are probably quite good for each other in terms of PB, if Sancho, of course, stayed in the mid. But yeah. um, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, and then I think... you got one uh, last one. One last question then. Let me... Um, this is Kane uh, at FI Bus Malice. I work on a cruise ship for six months at a time. A bit like Jane McDonald used to, the singer. Um, and he may go back on this ship soon. And so I won't be able to update my portfolio. Hmm. I'm confident in my holds, but won't be able to make changes until I'm back in the UK. Would you feel confident leaving your existing port unattended for six months? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I, I honestly would. I would. I would. I would. I genuinely would. I honestly would, yeah. would walk away. I've set it up to an extent where... But, but maybe that's unfair because we're quite long-term traders anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You may want to. You may be a bit nervous, like um, around very old players in that instance. Although they're not going to retire mid-season, so if you set it up right, I think you could walk away for six months, Kane, and enjoy your mm. cruise ship and get some sun on your back and mm. uh, come back. I last one from FIT23 here. Mm. How's Uncle Rich? He's doing all right, actually. He drove up to Manchester and um, he picked up a whole load of model airplanes, right? Because he's into <laughs> aviation and. Um, he came back and he sold them all individually through eBay and uh, made a packet. Yeah. Because, wow. you know, a collection, someone just wanted to literally get rid of them. Maybe they inherited them. But by individually kind of packaging each one, yeah, made, made quite a bit of profit. And that profit, I think, has gone into Football Index. Wow. So he's, 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 doing, he's doing all right. He's actually in the, uh, a bit of a crossroads at the moment. He's very carefully thinking about his strategy for next Thursday. Oh, yeah, wow. what a day we've got wow. ahead of us! I can't wait. Next week, next week's show. Honestly, I just want to. I just want to fast forward to that. It's going to be great. So, mm. Mm. oh well. All right, where can people find out more about at, you? Uh, sporting underscore panda. You can try and DM me. I'll try and be better at it. But realistically, it probably <laughs> until you hire a PA. Yeah, it probably won't happen. Stuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> okay. This man, this man. Um, you can find me at FI Guides. Just remember, this is a gambling platform for Blindex. Don't bet what you more than what you can afford to lose. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, thank you so much for all your questions. I think there was like sixty-six or something like that on this oh, tweet, wonderful. and another ten on Discord. That yeah. um, TW is about to take over apparently. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and have a great day.